Lauren Christie is Managing Director of the Best Cities Global Alliance, which started 25 years ago after a conversation over drinks by city leaders from Melbourne, Houston and Vancouver. Now there are 13 major international cities in the group that specialises in hosting some of the largest business events and leaving a legacy in the cities as part of their sustainability philosophy. I was invited as the only Australian media representative to attend their global forum in Melbourne and I asked Lauren to explain what it was all about. Lauren, welcome to Melbourne and uh, to one of the world's best cities. Uh, Well named, I think. Now, you're the managing director of the Best Cities Global Alliance. Just for our listeners, could you explain what that is? Sure. Yeah, the Best Cities Global Alliance is a a group, an alliance of 13 destinations around the world who have come together basically because they all believe in trying to make a positive impact on the world through the power of community and collaboration, mainly through business events. And what that means for your listeners who may not know what a business event is, it basically means events, meetings, congresses, when associations come together to talk about their business, but also, as I said, to leave a positive impact on the world. Now, some of our Melbourne residents do understand business events because they know about Jeff's Shed, as we lovingly call the convention centre here, and it's given them the plenary, which is sometimes used for theatre, and there's the loom, which, uh, you know, is an innovative, immersive art concept. But most people, uh, I suppose, if they want to use it professionally, they're coming for some sort of a meeting, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, convention centers do are often multi-purpose in many of our cities. But yes, we are trying to, and particularly in our little niche area, we are trying to encourage congresses and events to come to all of our destinations around the world. But we are here in Melbourne right now, and so this is a great opportunity. We have 19 uh, clients from all over the world who have come to Melbourne, along with our destination partners, uh, to really showcase the best cities. But because we're in Melbourne, to really showcase Melbourne. Now, these clients are actually big associations, international associations. What's the criteria for you to bring a potential client to Melbourne? So obviously there's a cost involved in that to, to you. Uh, what's your criteria? Um, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Basically, these are associations that need to move around the world and hit at least three countries in their rotation. So they have to be truly associations that we know that will move around the world and 500 people or more. So again, folks that would make use of the size of a convention or congress center like here in Melbourne. Now, I once spoke to somebody and they said, it's a bit like a football match, you're association. It's a game of keepings off. So you like to share these events around the 13 odd cities. Is that true? Yeah, we do. Because global associations, most of them have, uh, they're obligated or they want to rotate around the world because they want to be exposed to different areas of the world. They want to attract their members who are often all over the world themselves. So just by virtue of what they do, they like to move around the world. And so we have 13 cities sort of geographically placed around the world to complement each other. So if you have your meeting next year in Melbourne, perhaps next year you'll be in North America and go to Vancouver. And then when you go to Europe, perhaps you go to Copenhagen. So it's really a a nice relationship between the 13 of kind of sharing um, this global movement of associations around that we can pretty much accommodate them wherever they want to go. As the associations, your clients have sort of qualified themselves to be here, how do the member cities get involved? What do they have to do or be or become? Well, you know what? That's a great question. And it it sort of varies in in some ways. I mean, they also have to be able to accommodate congresses of those size. You find that our destinations have a certain cachet. There's something interesting about 
the cities people are interested in going there but they also have to be they have to want to improve the world they they have to have share our desire whether it's through sustainability practices legacy impact and some other terms that we use in our business right now to improve the, their communities through these business events. So there has to be a desire to do better. And so they come along and, and that's how they do it. But I, I will give a shout out. You know, we were we were founded almost 25 years ago and Melbourne was one of the founding partners. So Melbourne's been there since the beginning. Yes, I heard that story. It was a, a chat over a drink, wasn't it? About five or six uh, countries? Yeah, that's right. And I think I think it was all sketched out on a cocktail napkin. So <laughs> the lore goes. That was before my time, but that's yeah. I've heard the same story. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, well, that's good. It's uh, it's impressive to to know that some things can get started and stick. Yes, indeed, and and that is also one of the things that's really impressive about this alliance is that there have been many um, attempts by other cities to get together and kind of follow this one. I would argue that we're the most successful destination alliance in this sphere in the world and it's been consistent and we're really proud of that now you are on every continent except antarctica i don't think the penguins have uh, got a city who are the newer members of because uh, there's one in south america i think is relatively new isn't it no not south america north america relatively new um our newest uh is washington dc and they actually just joined in july uh, of 2023 so they'd be our newest other ones are guadalajara uh central south america and mexico and uh dublin i think those are our three most recent joinees. Okay. And are there other cities that you as a group have sort of identified you'd like to prospect and get them in the team? Well, you had mentioned South America, and so it's not necessarily a city per se, but we do, it is our one area where we had a member, but they left us about seven or eight years ago, and so we'd like to replace South America with someone, but they, they do have to hit our criteria, so it has to be the right fit. Right, okay. And is it just like in Australia, for example, you would only have one city? We would pretty much only have one city, yeah. It, it is, we really want to make sure that our cities are collaborating and complementing each other rather than straight out competitors and that is one of a, another criteria for us that we don't want straight out competition we it's a complementing thing mm. can i just ask you a little bit about your background you came into this organization uh, and i imagine you had a life well and truly before that what what where do you come from and how did you get into where you are now I absolutely had a life before, but my life was very much entwined in this world. So I've been working in travel and tourism for over 25 years and spent a lot of time in hotels with uh, Starwood Hotels. Then I spent some time with Destination Toronto, which is uh, was doing exactly this type of thing for the city of Toronto, which is not one of our best cities, and that's just fine. Uh, but I did work in Toronto for a while in business events, selling global congresses, and then started my own business. And so I've been doing a lot of work in sustainability, legacy impact, and all those things. So it was a nice this sort of brought together the last 25 years uh, into one and my predecessor had retired so it was uh, it was all just a very nice uh, nice flow mm. well, you're canadian obviously i am canadian yeah that is correct yeah right. well vancouver's not a bad town to have in you know what if i had to pick a city in in canada to have part of it it would be vancouver it is one of truly one of the most beautiful cities in the world yeah i, I agree now what's the largest event that one of your cities has hosted that is a great question, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to give you the right answer off the top of my head, but what I can tell you is I know that we are 
many of our cities are equipped to host events like up to 30,000 people. One off the top of my head is Rotary International, which yeah. is a massive one, and that's gone to several of our cities. So, Yes, I know it was in Melbourne. I think the number's more like fourteen or 15,000, but that's still a lot. It's Yeah, you, you, you might be right there, and I, I, I apologize if I didn't get that number exactly, but I know there are a couple in the twenty-five to 30,000 range that we can do, depending on the city. Not all of our cities. But right. Now, what about Asia? You've got Singapore, but there's a lot of other Asian destinations. There are. We have Tokyo. So uh, that's it in terms of Asia right now for R2. So in this neck of the woods, we have Melbourne, Singapore, and Tokyo. And that's it. Right. You, you don't see you need any more? Not really. Again, it would have to be the right fit. You know, it's, it's you know, the way that these rotations work with the Congresses, um, we really want to make sure that we're complementing and, again, not a full-on competition between right. the two. A lot of conventioners go to Vegas. Was that ever on your list? No. Can you tell me why? Uh, it's just not the right cachet for what we want to do. There's a certain, you know, I, I will say, in addition to, you know, having, you know, the right infrastructure, which they certainly do to hold big conferences, it's also about the brain power in the city, the, the centers of knowledge. You know, we are cities that are excellence in, and it doesn't all have to be the same thing, but we could be centers of medical excellence, technology, finance, physics, you name it, it doesn't matter, but... The brain power in the city is also a very important criteria because big conventions and congresses, the reason they want to go to cities, sure, they want to have a nice hotel and a convention center that suits their purpose. But, you know, if you're planning a convention, you want to know that you have a great list of speakers and knowledge and insights and sponsors that fit what you're trying to accomplish. And so it's really important to have, uh, you know, whether it's government, academia, corporate, you name it, those knowledge centers in those those towns as well. Have you ever sat down and worked out what your collective contribution as 13 cities is to the global economy? Have not, but I think it would be mind-blowing. If, if each of them are a few hundred million. Yeah, right. So we're talking a couple of billion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I will tell you, I think, and I, gosh, I wish I had this stat right off the top of my head, but I will tell you, you know, we all, we know, and we learned over, over COVID when, when the business events community went away, how important it is to the world economy, billions and billions and billions of dollars. You know, travel and tourism is, is obviously huge. And again, we learned that over COVID in a big way. When it went away, we realized the impact it had. Um, but the business events community, you know, it's twofold. It, you know, one part is the, the, economic contribution that it makes but as i said that knowledge center business events is what brings people together to discuss and solve the world's problems and make the world a better place and so those business events when you collaborate with those people sure it makes a huge economic impact but it's also what does it leave as those legacies and impacts on the cities after the fact and and how important that is um just in the world in general. Mm. Now, just in terms of this event here in Melbourne, I'm not sure has it been in Melbourne before? I, I had a, a suggestion it hadn't been here before. Uh, it has been here before, but in a slightly different format. So we've changed this global forum over the years since it started, and again, before my time. Um, but it used to be a little bit more leisure-focused. Right. It was the clients. It was still business clients, but it was much more about sort of the sightseeing and enjoying the cities. And over the years, we've evolved it to be more education. Uh, and network and, and that type right. of things. And what might be the legacy here in Melbourne? 
I think you're going to see a couple of things as the legacy here in Melbourne. Uh, you know, on a very small scale, we always engage in uh, what we call it engage for good. And so we'll be leaving money to a local food bank here. Oz Harvest will be one of the recipients. And that's a very sort of small one-time output. But on top of that, um, you know, we will be talking about this is our first uh, event that we've had as a global forum where we'll be making contributions and, and measuring our carbon footprint and, you know, returning that through an through a organization that we partner with called Trees for Events. So that will be a first off legacy for this. And then, of course, all of the discussions that we have with these clients from around the world in terms of the different topics in terms of how can you improve your meeting for good and what can you do to, for example, we have a session on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and how can you align yourselves with those and align yourself with your local government to make sure that you're progressing society forward. So if all of those 19 clients take those back to their home associations and start working in that format, that's a huge potential legacy of what we could do. Lauren, thank you so much for your time and uh, have a great time in Melbourne. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Graham Kemlo was speaking with Lauren Christie of Best Cities Global Alliance at their four-day global forum here in Melbourne last week. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.